Welcome to Fashion Designers Get Paid, a podcast for burnt out fashion designers who want to ditch the toxic rat race, say bye-bye to backstabbing bosses, and work with brands who value and respect them. I'm your host, Heidi, and I believe that you can do things differently in your fashion career. Because the truth is, most industry jobs will underpay and overwork you, and having your own brand is far from profitable. Let's also be honest, most of them fail. So if you actually want to, well, be a fashion designer and get paid, the best way to do it is as a freelancer. Now, maybe you've been told that brands don't accept remote freelancers or that freelancing means being an exploited temp employee working full-time without benefits. Or to work freelance, you have to be a rock star expert with all the skills from design through development. I'm going to show you that it is possible to be a real freelancer in fashion, work remotely with brands you love, and make money, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers. You got this, and I'm here to help you do it. Should freelance fashion designers attend a sourcing trade show? And if so, how do you make the most of an event like that? How do you research vendors in advance? What questions should you be asking? And how do you know if you can really trust them? My guest today is Andrew David, Vice President of Sourcing at Magic, the largest sourcing trade show in North America. He shares all the insider tips on how you can make the most of sourcing at Magic so you can find the perfect vendors and suppliers for your freelance clients or your own fashion brand and so much more. Oh, and if you're wondering if you need some special industry qualifications to get into Sourcing at Magic, spoiler alert, you do not, and it is totally free to attend. Their next upcoming event is February 13th through 15th in Las Vegas, so check it out and get registered if you're interested. Let's get into this episode of Fashion Designers Get Paid. You're going to love it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the episode, if you're sick of being tied to a desk and want more freedom in your day, I want to help you. Snag my free limited time training, How to Freelance in Fashion, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers, to learn my five-step freelancing framework so you can work for yourself in fashion and get paid. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now let's get started. All right. Uh, welcome, Andrew, to the podcast. Um, quickly, can you let us know who you are and what you do in the fashion industry? Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me join. Um, my name is Andrew David. I am the vice president of sourcing at Magic. It's a, a biannual trade show that we have in Las Vegas um, on just sourcing, meeting manufacturers, networking, um, and all your suppliers for um, companies, enterprises of all sizes. Um, and most of who come are actually brands who are just starting, uh, looking for um, a network of people to help them build their um, enterprise. Okay. I, and just a little bit about myself, I am um, a designer at heart. I um, was in industry for about 20 plus years. I started out as a designer, graduated Parsons School of Design. Um, so worked with the brands like Ralph Lauren, Banana Republic, um, and then headed up a, a, a men's startup brand as well. Um, and then have done some consulting on side. Um, so I know this business quite pretty yeah. deeply um, yeah. throughout. And so that's where it really leads me to be um, leading sourcing at Magic because I'm allowed to be able to um, um, provide that experience that I've had throughout my career onto those who attend. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, you do have quite the breadth of experience spanning all different facets of the industry, which is amazing. Um, so... As I mentioned to you a little bit before, um, a lot of people in our audience are working in a freelance capacity and they are getting the opportunity with some of their clients to do sourcing. And because of their maybe 
no previous experience in the industry professionally, or perhaps working in a big brand where they were not responsible for sourcing. They're a little bit like a deer in headlights, like, oh, how do I actually do this? And so I wanted to have you talk a little bit about like how a freelancer can make the most of a sourcing trade show. So, so first of all, to set the stage, like, can you paint like a visual picture of what sourcing at magic looks like? Like, how does this feel? Uh, like if I were to go in real life, like what, what is it, what is the experience like? So, um, I like to think of uh, our event as sort of a free um, the last few years of what we've been through. And I don't want to say the, that the, that word. No one wants to speak of it ever again. <laughs> March 2020. Um, yeah, yeah pre-2020 <laughs> and then uh, post. And and really it's transformed. And, and really what why I bring that up is um, since I've taken over the event um, and leading it, it, I've transformed it in a way where it becomes, it's much more user-friendly, I would say. It's, it's easier to find the things that you need because um, me having been a buyer myself, and so I see it through that lens. And the way we have uh, merchandised the floor is um, of the event is we've now created neighborhoods and communities. Mm. And so one of them, um, which I'm most proud of and I'm passionate about is the sustainability community. Mm. And so it, everything and anything that you need to know um, from education, as well as um, some activations and experiences that you would get, and even nonprofits. We have uh, created this community neighborhood on the show floor where it is a destination. So if you anything and everything sustainable, even the exhibitors who have been verified by us. Um, so you can go and, under, and have that comfort in knowing that when you approach an exhibitor and they say they are mm. sustainable, they truly are because we've actually gone through the verification process with them to make sure that, that. That's they, have, great. they have their certification. That's great. But the, so what to expect when you come to a sourcing, um, the sourcing event? Well, it's quite large. It is overwhelming, <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. Um, this last event that we had in August was, I don't know if we in square footage, it was 200,000 square feet, uh, which is about 16, yeah, 1,600 exhibitors from okay. across the globe. And so it's a bit daunting when you walk into the event. Yeah. And, and but luckily, as I mentioned, we do merchandise it in a way so it becomes more user friendly. Okay. And so, um, first order of business, I would say, is is a newbie. I call them new, my newbies. Yeah. Um, those who are new to sourcing is the first thing to think about is what is your price point, right? What is a price point? And number two is what is the um order quantity, sorry, the mm. minimum that you're MOQs, yeah. order, the MOQs. So those yeah. are the two most important. And then that will define where you go on the show floor and who you will go and speak to mm. because of that certain, because we merchandise the floor in terms of countries and okay. regions. So okay. countries and regions and each country and region has their own specialty as well as their minimums that you need to hit and um, also price points. Mm. Okay. So... It sounds like I'm going to want to, like, I'm going to pretend I'm the freelancer here, right? Going to yes. do my sourcing show for the first time. Sounds like I'm likely going to want to do some research in advance to plan out, okay, like, where am I going to go? Are there some specific vendors that I want to talk to? Um, how do I do that that sort of pre-game process to be prepared? I would say so, yes. And luckily, we give and provide that with Sourcing Imagine. We do provide those tools, okay. uh, lots of education and education on site as well. For those who really, you know, you come in and you're just, I don't know where to go. And I yeah. honestly, I don't even know what price point yeah. or what my MOQ would be. We yeah. provide that kind of education on the floor um, okay. and in terms of our um, educational lineup offering. Okay. So we have a schedule of all these sessions that we do. And we really 
educate and train um, those who have no, you know, are looking for information, we provide that. Um, as well as any pre-show, we provide our lists of our exhibitors um, on, on our website. Uh, and then we have our buyer relations team who you can contact at any time. You can reach oh. them by phone or by email. And we have ah. that support for you as well. Amazing. They really so I, yeah, yeah, to have guidance. You'll get some guidance from them as well. You know, that's the kind of service that we provide with our event. Okay. So I could literally call up or email your buyer relations team and say, all right, I'm coming for the first time. I've got three clients. This is kind of what I'm looking for. Like, can you kind of point me in the right direction? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. It's like concierge service over there. We do think of it at that as that. Um, and in depending on the level of your your company, um, and you know, in terms of your um status and buying power, yeah, we even offer um total white glove where it's VIP service. Sure. And you get on a list and then we it's very concierge. You get on a specific um uh, member like list where we we really treat you. Um, with high concierge service. Okay. But yeah. if not, if I don't have that buying power, I can right. still get pointed in the right direction of course, and still get of course. some like, hands-on support. Yeah, we, yeah. we treat everyone the same. You know, anyone yeah. who comes to our doors, any um, attendees are just as important, whether they have millions of dollars to spend sure. or just a few thousand. Yeah. To us, it, it's really not, you know, to us, what the value is, is getting information and education to our um to members of our industry mm -hmm. and um and just for me this is my lifeblood this has been yeah this is my life and yeah. it gives service back to it to those who are entering we yeah. uh, you know for me it's just a joy to continue this business i love this industry i love yeah. the fashion industry and so yeah. you know just to have and be able to do, just provide that service to anyone who is entering we yeah. got to keep this industry um vibrant right yeah for sure for sure um, okay, so I can call and get some support and then I'll get some type of an idea of maybe like these are the 10, 20, 30 vendors that I want to go and connect with once I'm physically there. Um, once I'm there, do how does this, do I just like walk up to the booth? Do I set an appointment? And then like from there, I have all sorts of questions on like, what am I actually asking them? I'm, I'm really sort of coming in green here. Yeah, I'm. It works both ways. And it also okay. depends on the size of the company that you're going sure. to meet with. Sure. Um, some who, who have and do, do buy appointments, but a lot, I would say pretty much the majority are walk-in. Okay. You know, everyone's a walk-in. Um, you know, sourcing at Magic is a very much a discovery show. Mm. You walk and you discover. Um, mm -hmm. and there is so much to see, so many people to meet. And especially being someone who's new to, the, to this sourcing world, it's great to walk the entire show and really get to know it and understand it mm -hmm. so that, you know, you educate yourself and then be able um, to be prepared for the next time. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure it's not going to the first and only time you'll attend Sourcing sure. at Magic. You'll sure. come quite often. And our events are twice a year. So in okay. February and August. Okay. And we have just now added our New York show. So that happens ah. in September. Okay. So twice a year in Vegas, once in yes. New York. In September. And are they, or, yeah, okay, in New yeah. York. Are they uh, three or four days? How long are they? They are three days. Three days. Um, three days each, yes. Okay, okay. So once I've identified the vendors that I want to talk to, and and you said I'm going to find vendors for trims, textiles, production, all of, all everything. All of the above. Every, okay. So sourcing is 
And you think about it, anything and everything that's going to help support your business. Okay. So we, we even have fashion technology. So any uh, apps or um, platforms yeah. that can help support and streamline your inventory or your sure. product management. So okay. that's, we have that available to you. Okay. Um, we have what we call manufactured own brands. So these are companies who have ready-made goods, ready to ship, and all you have to do is put your label on it. Put your label on it, yeah. Uh, and so that's there for you. We also consider private label, yeah. uh, white label. Yeah. And and all types of manufacturers from all over the world. We have about 30-plus countries that um, come to our event and join yeah. and participate. Okay. Um, the biggest one, of course, being China. Sure. However, we, um, we have India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Colombia, yeah. Um, sometimes we have Brazil and um, in parts of Europe. So there's so yeah. much and really getting to know the nuances with each country. And yeah. every country has a specialty of totally. what they, what type of product they do best. Yeah. And, and really as a sourcing person, it's really behooves you to know the, the intricacies and the nuances within each of those countries and who yeah. specializes it. And that is how you develop beautiful product is knowing yeah. where to do it. Yeah. So do you guys have some resources on that? Like, okay, if you're looking for cotton versus poly versus, you know, whatever, um, some resources on like, okay, you might want to think about these countries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We have educational sessions that we provide that kind of information. Okay. But also there, right when you walk into our hall, there's a what we call the resource center. Okay. And you can ask your questions there with, oh, with my staff there. Beautiful. There's a staff there that who so you can just ask anything and actually they'll direct yeah. you on where to go, okay, who great. to go see, make suggestions, all of that. Yes. So it's okay if I show up feeling totally clueless. Like I kind of know what I uh, want, but I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. It's okay. I'll tell you a hundred percent, like uh, close to a hundred percent of the people who attend our show are that actually. Oh, good. That feels like a big and, relief. Yeah. No, yeah. it, it, you you would not be alone. You're, yeah. You're not alone. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, how much representation from the U.S.? The the U.S. is about I would Just say it, it varies. It sure. runs from uh, about ten to twenty booths. It depends okay. on the season. Okay, yeah, but a handful of of um, yes. opportunities. Yeah. Okay, and we do make sure that this made in USA, right? Okay, mm -hmm. in USA because there are companies who have representation of the U.S. Mm -hmm. and not manufacturer in the U.S. Mm -hmm. right? So that, okay. that, that's a difference as well. So okay. we make sure we when we say USA that they truly are. Yeah. Everything is manufactured here in the, in the U.S. Okay. So I know you said you vetted the sustainable suppliers as well. Yeah. It sounds like you're vetting your U.S. suppliers. Um, yeah. Is it a pretty high bar to get into Sourcing It Magic to be a vendor? I wouldn't say a high bar. Okay. It's just we do review everybody. We want okay. to make sure that, you know, we are providing the best of the best on yeah. our on our floor. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, with 1600 exhibitors, we can't vet every single one sure. of them. Sure. But the ones that are, I would say, the important categories like sustainability, mm -hmm. USA, mm -hmm. um, nearshoring Americas, which is another, um, mm. that's a catchphrase that has been, been thrown around and, and becoming very relevant in yeah. terms of sustainability. Yeah. Those we do look at and we do know who those exhibitors are. Okay. So sort of like at the grocery store, something's labeled organic, like there's certain standards for certain exactly. labels. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. You can't verify every single Everybody. thing in the gross, every <laughs> right. single product in a grocery store. Right. But the ones that are making claims, we do make sure okay. that that is. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Because um, one of my questions was, 
you know, I'm going in there and, and I'm ultimately going to be connecting one of my clients with the supplier on whatever level, right? Whether it's for the raw materials or whether it's for the production. Um, and that as a, as the freelancer, that could feel a little bit scary, right? Like, I don't know this factory. I've never worked with them before. Like, what do you suggest are some good ways that the freelancer could vet the supplier that they're talking to, to make sure they feel good about making that introduction and going through the process? My advice would be is meet the exhibitor or the supplier first before mm-hmm. you introduce them to the client. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not do it right off the bat and be, have be the first meeting. Sure. Now, if you're traveling with your client, you don't have much of a choice. Sure. But at the same time, your client will need to make that sort of comfort feeling with that um, yeah. supplier as well on their own. Yeah. Um, I get this question asked quite a lot, Heidi. Is <laughs> how do I how do I trust um, who I'm getting? You know, building a, a relationship with um, yeah. with a new manufacturer, a new supplier. How do I know? How do I vet them and I say you know you can never be a hundred percent but when you meet someone in person they are less likely to be dishonest with you yeah and so when you're working with a factory um you know there are a lot of sites out there especially online where mm-hmm. you can meet a manufacturer and then start development with them never see them face to face you're just mm-hmm. sending products and mm-hmm. and information across the you know internet and and even you know mailing things to mm-hmm. them and all of that stuff but but i've heard so many horror stories where i sent them this i gave them this amount of money and i never got anything back yeah and my my thing to that is i see as my products and my brand because it's it's very special to me like especially when i'm a, a, a new entrepreneur everything that i'm doing is so i treasure and i it's so special to me it's almost like i consider them my baby so i would not give my baby to a stranger. Yeah. And so I, my advice is always get to know who you are um, working with. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can travel there and even internationally, go and visit them and go and visit them face to face. Um, Get to see their operations, especially nowadays where um, ethical practices and transparency is important Mm -hmm. with new brands. You need to know and make sure that and feel comfortable because there is nothing that replaces your gut feeling. Totally. Right. And so definitely make the effort, um, set aside some dollars and budget to go and travel and visit these these, uh, companies so you can vet them yourself. Um, Because someone can say... You know, I've worked with them, but you won't know that until for your own experience um, that uh, they are good for you, right? It's very individualistic, I would say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Those are some great tips. And yeah, at the end of the day, nothing is guaranteed. Things can go south, but uh, meeting in person and going with your gut is like a huge step ahead of uh, going with someone who is sending cold uh, pitches (laughs) to your LinkedIn account, which is copy paste. Right. (laughs) We all know how many of those come out. We'll get back to the episode in about 20 seconds. But real quick, if you're scared to freelance in fashion without a steady paycheck, I want to show you exactly how to get a full list of clients so you can pay your bills and so you don't get your hopes up and then have to go right back to the fashion job you hate. I share it all in my free limited time training, how to freelance in fashion. Even if you're terrified, you don't have all the answers. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now back to the episode. 
And another word of advice is yeah. another one where, because I've had this same experience as well and just throughout my career is, you know, you're developing a certain type of product. Say, yeah. for example, I am designing a, an outerwear jacket or, or swimwear. Let's do swimwear. Okay. Um, because I've gone, actually gone through this experience. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I'm developing a swimwear product and I go to a, over to a manufacturer and I say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I do, I design swimwear. I'm doing swimwear product. Do you do this type of product? And if they cannot present me a actual swimwear piece that they've sewn and produced themselves and they show you other types of product and say, <laughs> yes, we can do that. That's a red flag. Not a good match. Yeah. Right. Because there's certain capabilities in terms of sewing machinery and there's mm -hmm. things that are involved within a factory setup mm -hmm. and whether or not they can do a certain type of product. So yeah. just be weary of those who say, and they're showing, they have outerwear in their booths <laughs> and then they say they can do swimwear. <laughs> just be weary of that, I would say, um, yeah. because most, more than likely they probably don't do that product and they're just yeah. wanting your business. That's all. Yeah, go to a, a factory that has swimwear in their booth. Exactly. Um, speaking of, uh, what are some questions that I should be asking the various suppliers from, you know, maybe the raw materials suppliers to the actual manufacturer? So, you know, I, I've, I, I know where I'm going in the trade show. I've got my booth. I'm just showing up. And then I'm like, hi, <laughs> can you help me with this project? Right. I mean, the first order of business is always the question is, What's your MOQ? Mm -hmm. um, what's your price point? How much does something cost? But most likely they're going to want to know what are you producing? And then um, important is where do you ship from? Like what mm -hmm. is the country of origin? Those mm -hmm. are three main questions. Mm -hmm. And once you've gotten that, then you can get into the next step, right? Um, next one, uh, another question you would ask is lead time. How long will it take you to make this product? Um, and then if you get further than that, then you mm -hmm. start um, speaking about the actual process in terms of prototyping and all that. What's what's the actual process that they, they do and mm -hmm. what they would support? Because some will support you with pattern work and prototypes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and some won't. Some will actually charge you for every single thing or you may actually have to work with someone else to do it. Right. And bring your production ready patterns. Exactly. Yeah. What about for like raw materials? Cause I know that, um, I mean, when I was freelancing, I went to some sourcing shows and, um, at some point the freelancer wants to sort of build up a library of, you know, textiles and maybe even trims and packaging and that sort of thing that they have available to share with their clients, um, or just even look through for, you know, here's some places we could start and I've got these swatch cards, right? Or these headers. What can I go in expecting to gather some raw, you know, samples that I can build out a library or like, what does that look like? With, with textiles and materials or raw materials, it's always best to have a sample or an idea of an inspiration in mind, right? Rather mm -hmm. than be a garment or a piece of a fabric mm. or a tangible piece. Because what always is going to happen is that that mill or uh, supplier, they're going to ask you, well, what, do you, what is it that you're looking for? And mm. so if you can give them a direction of what it is, the better. Because what's, what they'll end up doing is taking that um, piece and then what we do is called counter sample. And mm -hmm. so they send you something similar or close to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, there. There will come a time where 
you know, or there might be a time where then you'll go what we call development. And whereas they don't have something similar or they don't have anything similar to what it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So then they will develop it for you. Now that's when you start incurring costs when, when it's because they're basically creating something from scratch. Yeah. And higher um, MOQs. Yeah. Right. MO, <laughs> high MOQs, molds, you know, yeah, there's, mold there's charges lots of or different, zipper pulls yeah, and stuff. there's yeah. lots of those. Yeah. And so the best is to actually just buy something or, you know, purchase something that is similar and maybe not exactly what you're looking for, but it's very similar and yeah. will operate or react in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if I'm going in and I've got some swatches or even a physical garment or some trim references or something, bring those in a suitcase or bag and bring that around with me. So I have something to show as a reference point. Right. Um, That's a definitely rule of thumb. And same thing with um, garment manufacturing. If you're yeah. looking for a partner to manufacture your products, definitely yeah. bring a garment, a sample yeah. of not only the style, but also the construction, the way mm. you want it sewn mm -hmm. and the quality that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Because every country does a different type, different uh, level of quality, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so some countries um, do a better um, sewing and much more elevated quality than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to get that point across when you're meeting with the suppliers. Okay. Okay. Um, and so back to the, like the, the fabric swatches and stuff, like mm -hmm. if I kind of wanted to build out a library like that, can I go expecting to like collect a bunch of header cards that I can build out a library or is this something that I might get afterwards? Yeah, I know I the mean, answer. You, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, no, you could definitely do that. I mean, that isn't really the objective for most yeah. of these um, suppliers. They yeah. they're not really about to send you all their collection of yeah. cards. Yeah, but you do end up doing that over time because yeah. you do ask for headers and samples that you like, and then you end up collecting. God knows, I have so much in in <laughs> yeah, my right. house. Yeah. Of you all build, these it takes you build the cards. library. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. a li I have, have my own library of header cards, and and you know, it's like Andrew, why do you need this? But I, you know, I love this fabric, and one day, oh, you know, I'm yeah. going to end up yeah. wanting to either use it for and develop it, or even contact the mill that it came from mm -hmm. and be able to use it then. So, yeah, no, you end up building library on your own, but going into sourcing, thinking that. You're going to be able to build a library. I would. I wouldn't say that that would be the objective. Mm -hmm. I, the objective is really looking for what it is that you're hoping to build um, and create, and then you know by sort of um, you know uh, as a secondary, then you build your library. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think that it makes sense to go to sourcing at Magic or some type of sourcing show? if I don't have a specific client and a specific need at that exact moment in time, like, does it make sense to go just in advance oh. to learn or something? That's just kind of a, a <laughs> that that's a, a question that you're asking me. Of course, I'm going to say yes, definitely come, <laughs> come, come to Sourcing of Magic. No, no, on a serious note, definitely. I think uh, even I say it, the more, you know, the more, especially if you're new to this business, yeah. the more you can get yourself um, acquainted with what the sourcing business is, the stronger you will be. Mm -hmm. And I think the stronger you will be for your clients as well, yeah. um, because you'll be able to answer questions right off the bat. You, you know, yeah. there's in, in gaining. And as I mentioned, our show is definitely about um, education and information. Yeah. So you, any event or any addition that you come to, you won't lose out. Yeah, There's so sure. much to see, so much to learn, um, and and so much to explore, really. Yeah. Um, 
at every event, we try to make it a little, slightly a little bit different than the other in terms yeah. of our educational lineup. And um, the even, you know, we are not only sourcing happens at uh, in Las Vegas that time, we also have Magic and Project going on. Yeah. And there are many parties and performers yeah. um, happening throughout the whole um, time we're there. So it's yeah. a, it's great fun. It's a great industry. I call it an industry event. It's totally anyone and everyone in fashion is there at one location at yeah. the same time. So yeah. it's very inspirational on in that point as well. You get to be around others like you. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that educational component, because for someone who's maybe never been to like a trade show or some type of bigger conference, um, I know there's like panels and speakers and all sorts of things that you can go to, maybe even like breakout sessions, right? Um, Can you talk a little bit more about beyond, you know, visiting with the exhibitors themselves, some of the educational components? Yeah. So with sourcing specifically, um, because we, as I mentioned, we have Magic and Project, which are based on um, wholesale and the retail business Mm -hmm. um, and the buying buying um, industry. So, but with sourcing, um, what we have done is actually um, segment our education into levels or different types of what it is, and depending on who the audience is. Mm -hmm. And so we have education, as I mentioned, for sustainability-minded people, those who are um, developing their brands on just a sustainable platform, like Mm -hmm. all everything and everything sustainable. So we have an education um, lineup just for that, you know, anything about circularity, anything about getting what it means to be sustainable even, and Mm -hmm. how to start building a brand on that journey to sustainability. Then we have educational lineup, which is based on just entrepreneurism. So anything that is about, you know, how to merchandise or Mm. how to set price points, how to Mm. do costing, um, even IP protection. So intellectual property protection, um, trade um, information, US trade information. We have that. Um, then we have a, um, couple of, um, education uh, sessions that are just on sourcing alone. We call it sourcing 101 and then sourcing 102. So it's like, you know, this education of how to do it and what to look for and what the right questions are. What do you really need? And we go into tech packing. We go into (laughs) all these other um, facets of what product development and sourcing is about. Um, And uh, what we call is, there's an entrepreneur main stage. So that's where a lot of it happens. And then there's a, um, what we call the social good lounge, which is where the sustainability happens. And then I'm proud to say that we added now a fashion technology area where you can learn about all the different tech, uh, technology platforms that wow. are available to you. And each of these companies are actually pitching and telling you about their platforms in, yeah. a, in a designated area on the show floor. Yeah. So these are the three main staples. Um, we call it the pillars of the event yeah. edu- that we provide education to. It's um, fashion entrepreneurship, sustainability, and fashion technology. Wow. What a breadth of knowledge to grab. Yeah. Um, yeah. And insane. to your question yeah. is, why would I need to come? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you have three days to do it. And sometimes that th- those three days is not enough. And yeah. actually what our, what our um, attendees always find is like, God, I, I want to sit all day 
in these sessions, yeah. but then I don't have time to be on the floor. Go actually do and, the sourcing, yeah. Right, and then vice versa. I have to spend all my time on the floor. <laughs> How do I sit in on these on education sessions? So yeah. there's so much to do, and I, that's why I'm saying, you know, it's, it's you it, you won't disappoint it. Be disappointed yeah. when you come. There's yeah. so much um, yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, speaking of attending. Do I need to be someone special? Like, can I just be a regular person and register and buy a ticket? Or like, how does the registration work? I know some trade shows are like hard to get into, um, especially because like the wholesale, right? Buying and that sort of thing. So what are the qualifications here? Well, you're right. For matching and project, you do have to be a retailer. So that Mm -hmm. is a criteria. Mm -hmm. And you have to show proof of being a retailer for those. Mm -hmm. But for sourcing, it's open to everybody. Okay. Um, we have only one criteria that you have okay. to show proof that you are actually part of the fashion industry. Uh, how do you show that? With a business card or some of that sort that you are part of. And, but we don't really say no to anyone. Okay. It, it's, it's an open, um, it's an open event for most. And, and really, if you're not part of the fashion industry, not really sure why you would want to come. come. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. um, but we wouldn't uh, say no if you were interested to come. But we we bring we bring everyone from all walks of life to okay. to the event. Okay. And is there a t- an entrance? Like you have to buy a ticket? Um, there's a registration. So okay. you'll you can register online. You can register on site. Okay. Or um, our buyer relations team can get you registered <laughs> as well. Um, so there's many ways to do it. And it is free to come. It, oh, it's no free. Yeah, That's it, fabulous. No okay. So just get yourself to Vegas just or New York. <laughs> I'll go, uh, I prefer New York. Although Vegas, yeah. I'll, I'll take Vegas in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually not not that bad in the summer because all yeah. indoors. You're all um, indoors. You That's true. That's true. You have to brave it a little bit when you're outside yeah. to try to get anywhere. But when yeah. you're all indoors, everything is fine. Yeah. And then you said New York's in September, which is lovely out there. Yes. Yeah. Our New York show. We just had our first one oh. um, this past September. And so yeah. like a month ago, month and a half ago. Yes, like exactly. just now. Oh, yes, how did we it just go? had we just okay. had it and it was tremendous. Um, I'm very proud of my team um and everyone who um touched the event. We yeah. hit we kicked it off and it was such a success. So we're we're going to be back again in September. Um yeah. looking forward to it. That's September a, of 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. That's a big feat to pull off this type it, of an event. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. Um and of course it's you know have, being the lead of the show is always like this anxiety and nervousness. Is this going to happen? Is <laughs> yeah, how is it going to go? And and it was widely accepted. And yeah. um I'm very proud of that. And so that's very amazing. Thank, very thankful and grateful to um, our audience. Yeah. Uh, and grateful to our those who came and attended and the yeah. exhibitors, of course, um, yeah. who, who came. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. This has been so educational and really insightful for uh, myself and everybody listening. Uh, where is the best place for people to connect with you and or Sourcing at Magic um, online? My pleasure. My pleasure, Heidi. Thank you very much, so much for having me. You can connect to Sourcing at Magic at sourcingatmagic.com okay. or on our um, social feed and okay. on Instagram at social, uh, at Sourcing at Magic. Um, you can also reach us at um, sourcing at fashionresource.com. Okay. Awesome. Um, that's our, that's our email um, okay. where anyone can get back to you. Awesome. And I will end the interview with the question I ask everybody. Um, what is one thing people never ask you about working in fashion that you wish they would? I get so many questions about myself, my career, and where I've been. 
I think the question is, what do I want to do next? <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Let's hear yeah. it then. Now you're, you've, you've obliged yourself to answer that. <laughs> um, what would I want to do next? You know, for me, it's always about making change and, and um, making change in terms of doing better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something why I think the reasons why I am here as for Singing Magic is I truly believe that us, we have a responsibility um, to do better. And, you know, with the sustainability initiatives that we are doing with Sourcing and Magic, and I think that that is why the passion comes from, um, why we do it is, is that, is, um, you know, coming together as, as an industry and doing better. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, that's, that would be it. Amazing. Wonderful answer. Well, thank you again. It's been great to chat with you. Thank you so much, Heidi, for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Fashion Designers Get Paid podcast. If this episode inspired you in any way to get out of the mass-produced rat race and get your fashion career out of the hands of toxic corporate bosses, just like one of my students did, Alexandra, who makes more money in one day of freelancing than she did in two weeks at her old industry job, Yes, true story. I'd love to help you take control of your own destiny as a freelance fashion designer or TD, PD, pattern maker, etc. Get instant access to my free limited time training at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday to help inspire you for or help you get through the week ahead. You got this? Me and my team are rooting for you.